0: Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is the pastor of the Japan Kingdom Church, Pastor Marcel Jonte Gadsden. Welcome to Upward Way.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, and I'm just as excited to really have you as a guest on this platform. And I must say to the listeners, you know, it has been a while in coming. We have to really appreciate when you know someone who is busy can really make some time to share their story. So first up pastor, I just want you to share just a little about the Japan Kingdom Church. you know uh-huh. what you do maybe on a weekly basis, not uh-huh. everything yet, because later we'll get back
1: into- <laughs> Okay Amen. All righty. Well, Japan Kingdom Church is a multicultural bilingual church. Our services are in both English and Japanese. We have about an even percentage of Japanese members and foreigners. So it's it's, it's definitely, um, I, I call it a, a, a gumbo church because there's a little bit of everything in this church. You know, we have people from France. We have people from Jamaica, the Philippines, you know, you name it, Japan, of course. So what we do every week is, you know, we gather together, we give God glory, there's counseling, there's gospel music, you know, um, I, I preach a message and I have a staff of people um, that also help preach and share the word of God, and so yeah we're just we're just on fire for the Lord, and our purpose of this church, our mission is simply to make a difference in Japan and around the world together.
0: There are some statistics out there. I don't know how would say accurate it is, but uh-huh. based on what I've picked up on the ground that it's really one uh-huh. percent uh-huh. of the Japanese populace that are actually christians now mm. for you as a church pastor you know how does that statistic would say impact your mind when you think about doing ministry
1: mm. Mm. yeah those stats you know it's funny i just was talking to my wife who is japanese um yesterday and i said you know you know i hear a lot you know half of one percent or one percent of christian i said we need to do a, a, a recount. Because I believe I believe there are people becoming Christians, and I'm hearing stories and testimonies from all over Japan, how people are receiving the gospel and getting saved, even at our church. And so I'm like, I need to recount that number. But how it impacts me and as a pastor, it just shows me an opportunity. You know, I see it as an opportunity to outreach. I see it as an opportunity to share the love of God with the Japanese
0: people. Just to piggyback on something you did say, your church is bilingual and I, yes. I would assume that makes it unique so mm. you are also bilingual maybe even multilingual so in, mm. in terms of let us say the language for worship you know do you mm. split it 50 50 do you have interpreters in your worship how do you translate this bilingual worship experience
1: Yes. So what we have is a director of worship who is bilingual. And so what we do is we, we normally sing our songs in English. And if we can, we'll sing it in English and we'll also sing it in Japanese. But when we sing it in English, we have a Japanese kind of like subtitles of the of the lyrics. So so the people who are listening to the songs can understand what the song is about. And so, yeah, we um, yeah, we translate them. We sing in Japanese and sometimes in Spanish, <laughs> awesome. believe it or not.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And for the message, the main message is, do you have instant interpretation or how do you conduct that?
1: Yes, the main message is um, instant translation. So we have an interpreter who translates right there on the spot.
0: Now to get into your, I would say your personal <laughs> story a bit. Okay. Know, so. Pastor Marcel Joni Gagsden, He's mm. not, I uh, would say, native Japanese, meaning he's not originally from Japan. So, you mm. know, where are you from? A little about your own background. Yeah, you can start from there. Where are you from? A little about your background. <laughs> uh, you know, I, that question
1: is is I'm often asked that question. Where am I from? And I and I have to think about it. The, the reason is because I, I traveled so many places. You know, uh, my father, he was in the military. And so it was through his military career, his job that brought me to Japan, that brought my family to Japan. So um, originally I was born in Germany, and then I moved to Texas when I was about five. And then, you know, from there I moved to Maryland. And then after Maryland, around 13 years old, I moved to Japan. And so I've been in Japan the longest, about 24 years now, almost 25 years uh, you know, it's 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 funny for me to even say that, you know, because I got here at um, in 1999 when I was 13. Yeah, so I'm from Japan.
0: <laughs> Before you continue, and I want you know to allow that to soak in a bit, you know. So when you know Pastor Marcel says. I'm from Japan, you know, a person hearing or a person who would see his image would say, what is he saying? You know, know, typically Japanese, but uh, what he's really saying, and and I don't have to say for you, but of course he's saying, this is home, you know, this is where Um, I can identify mostly as home because I was just a child coming here, so I can't say I'm from anywhere else. Yes. You you can continue. (laughs)
1: Yes, that is exactly right. You know, Japan has become my home. And, you know, I remember the day when my dad gathered me and my brothers after we were uh, playing outside in America. He said, hey, guys, just letting you know, we're moving. We're moving uh, somewhere. And it starts with a J. And he said, guess what it is? And I kid you not, my brother, I said Jamaica. (laughs) Okay, I was like, we're going to Jamaica. He was like, no. And then we're guessing and guessing. And they said, Japan. And wow, I had no idea. I had no grid, no image of what Japan was like. I, I thought I was afraid, actually, because I thought I would be the only black kid in Japan, you know, because my whole image was, you know, samurai swords, teepee huts, you know, uh, you know, no black people, you know. So I'm just like, man, where are we going? So I had no idea what God was up to in, in moving our family to Japan. So I came here with my, my mother, my father, and my two brothers. So all five of us. And now I'm the only one here. <laughs> so obviously God has a mission. So,
0: amen. So I, I don't know if you can remember much about, you know, your life in America, but in terms of that transition, yes. because for me too, I came here five years ago and you mm. transitioning, even though I would say I'm open-minded and mm. I'm flexible. It hasn't really been what you'd say easy. So what was that transition like for you as a early teen, you know, going into mm. post teenage years, going mm. into adult, you know, life, what was that transition like for you? Hey, the transition.
1: Yeah, um, in the in the early days, you know, when I was a teenager, honestly, I didn't really like it, you know. um I did not I d I didn't I didn't know much about Japan. Um, but what made the transition really, how could I say, godly and God driven was my parents. So, my parents, they were actually ministers in a church in the States. And then, so they came to Japan, you know, with just open arms and open heart to see what God wants to do in their lives. And so, my mother being a singer and me being a keyboard player, we quickly got into the gospel music right. scene here in Japan and so my mother would be traveling around singing and and directing choirs japanese people singing and and i would you know tag along with her and so we quickly got into ministry in japan which made pretty much the transition and not only that but just the purpose for being in japan really alive you know
0: in terms of your faith journey because since you are there along that path of faith you know you could say maybe you were always a Christian, you know always a believer. but mm. in terms of your own actual recollection or your own understanding you know, where and when would you say mm. this, you know, would say truly mm. where would it have begun for you based mm. on your own understanding and accepting?
1: That's a very good question. Um, I was asked recently, you know when when did I become a Christian? When was I born again? And my answer was, I was born again, again, and again, and again, because I grew up in the church. And, you know, I was always in the church, but, you know, it really became real, real, real to me. I would say when I was around 17 years old here in uh, Japan, I used to go to a military based high school, international high school. And, you know, during that time, you know, even though I was in the church, I really didn't know much about you know, what Jesus meant for me, you know, and what, what he did for me. And I really believe that this journey with God is a process. It's not like a, a microwave thing. It's a, it's an oven thing. You know, it's something that God is cooking and he's always cooking and cooking. That's why at the end of it all, he says, well done. Right. Because, because it's cooking, you know? And so I would say I really got serious about my walk with God when I was 17 years old here in Japan.
0: So I'm going to go into, you know, some of the harder questions, not for you to answer, but <laughs> hard okay. in terms of, you know, how life is. So, yeah. you know, challenges, you know, life is not without challenges. So, yeah. you know, what would have been some of the challenges or greatest mm. challenges that you had to overcome? And if you could answer from a twofold perspective in you know, a challenge as a, as an individual in general, not just from mm. a Christian perspective, but as a youth, mm. you know, growing up in Japan, that's mm. the first part, okay. and then as a as a foreigner in, in okay. terms of face, you know, <laughs> in terms uh, of um, ethnicity, what would that have been
1: like for you? Okay, well, I would say growing up and maturing here in Japan as a as a man and as a person, one of my biggest challenges, I would say, it was women. Okay, uh, because I, I wanted to get married so bad so, so, so bad. And and the reason why is because my parents, they got married at 19 years old. And, you know, and so I'm like, okay, I'm 18 now. You know, I'm 19 now. I'm 20 now. 21 now, you know. And so I was so anxious and so kind of like in a hurry. And I thought this girl was the one. I thought this girl was the one, this girl, this one. And I was consumed, really. I was like possessed with the the idea of of getting married, and so I I, I made some serious mistakes in that area, but God really kept me, and uh, you know, all the way to where I I spent my money to go see a girl in a in a totally different country, you know. And God was warning me the whole time I was there, like, this is not it. This is not it. This is you know. And I remember breaking down after that breakup, you know, I remember just breaking down in my room, hands up, crying. I said, God, I surrender. I've been trying to live my life. I've been trying to build my own life. And so, God, I, I, I surrender. And, and that day, I delighted myself in the Lord for the very first time. And after that, not too long after that, that's when I met my wife, oh, <laughs> oh. So yeah, that that so the earlier years, those are my challenges um as a as a as a man, as a as a guy, you know, um growing up here in Japan. And um as a foreigner, I would say one of the challenges is, you know, really accepting yourself, you know, because the the truth is you're different. The truth is, you know, you you look different. You are different. And you get stared at, you know, I was. I was pulled. I was, you know, I was yelled at before. I was, uh, you know, racially profiled before. Um, I, I mean, stopped by the police before. I mean, I've had so many, so many, you know, experiences in that way of being a foreigner and being misunderstood um, to where if you're not careful, it could, it could damage your self confidence. And so those, those are some of the challenges that I faced. But what gave me hope. And courage was the purpose, the purpose that God put on my life to be here. And that is how I am and have overcome.
0: And in terms of ministry, um, yeah. were there or has there been, you know, pushbacks, um, as, as I said before, and it's not to focus on, you know, would say the racial standpoint or the ethnicity, but you know, we're living in a society that is predominantly, you know, persons would use the word homogeneous. So most of whoever is in leadership would Mm. be, you know, someone who looks, you know, typical, but to be unique, because actually you would be unique (laughs) Mm. being a foreigner, unique, being someone of, um, would say African ethnicity. Mm -hmm. So has there been any, pushback and also I know there would be also be advantages. So you could transition Mm. from some of the pushbacks into the advantages. Okay. So you mean pushbacks as being a a pastor, you mean? To being a pastor, being a minister, you know, trying to take this gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, to individuals who might just think this is foolishness, whether they are Mm. also an expatriate or Mm. they are a native Japanese, so to speak okay okay yes
1: um there has been some seasons of pushback as far as you know um you know being a minister of the gospel being someone who wants to share the gospel with people here in japan Um, and one incident i can think of is when we were just starting the church we didn't have a building or anything at the moment but we were inquiring to rent the the city hall one of the rooms there And, you know, this was the first time I ever heard, you know, Japan say, you know, okay, no, no, no religious activities, you know, nothing to do with the religion. And I was like, whoa. So that was a big pushback to where we couldn't use the the room to, you know, have a Bible study or to share the gospel. And so that was the first time I, I experienced like, okay, wow. So they said, no, because I'm a Christian type thing. But one of the advantages is gospel music. Okay. <laughs> that has been that has been an advantage. That has been something that has totally changed everything we do. In fact, my wife became a Christian by gospel music. And many of the believers in our church who are Japanese became believers through gospel music. And so Amen. hallelujah. And so, you know, we 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 sing gospel music, we we teach it um and that has been an advantage to actually bring the gospel to the people, even to the naysayers. So they, they can't say no when they're, when they're moving, you know, when they, when that beat, you know, and, and that, and that song gets to them, you know, and, and I've seen people who have been, who have been rebellious against God. Now, there was a person in the church before who was rebellious against God and didn't want to get too deep in God, but, you know, they like the shadow, you know, the, 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 the shallow end, but when it comes to serving him and, obeying him and, and the word of God, you know, you know we had pushback in that area and it was pretty militant. however, I watched how God changed that person's heart. and that person now is a committed believer following God in the Japanese. Hallelujah <laughs>
0: the Lord. you know we have what we call some true to life statements that sometimes we use in a cliche statement. person will say grow where you're planted. And you know Mm. minister according to your calling that kind of a thing but there are many individuals who have the talent of music ministry but maybe for them they think that you know gospel music with something Mm. the japanese would say (laughs) no to so Mm. let us say you are here in japan Mm. and you have the gift of music ministry and Mm. you love to do something you know that would benefit the japanese Mm. you know how could someone get into it, you know, would it be an expensive undertaking? Would it be difficult? You know, how could mm. someone who has that gift get into that from your own experience? Because you did say your mom, you know, has that ministry as well. Yes.
1: Um I would say to get connected with someone who's doing it. Because that's how that's how we got into it. So um I guess I can do a name shout out. There was a there was a, a gentleman, maybe you know him. But he was very famous here in Japan as far as gospel music is concerned. His name is Ron Rucker. And he actually, Ron Rucker actually got my mother involved in the gospel music. And actually, Ron Rucker was a big inspiration for me as far as speaking Japanese is concerned. Because I I would witness him. Here I am, 13 years old, 13, 14. I would witness him lead this big, giant gospel choir and speaking in Japanese. And he's a black man. you know. And, uh, And I said, wow, that is amazing. You know, and little did I know God was showing me previews, but I would say to anyone who has a music gift is to get involved with people who are actually doing it. And so you can learn and you can get involved in it and be a part of something versus start from ground zero, trying to build something by yourself.
0: Yes, I I really love that, you know, because many individuals are focused on what we call independent ministries, which is good but mm. it's not about <laughs> reinventing the wheel so I- yes. i'm really touched by what you're saying it's about you know the old saying collaboration partnership it Amen. always works so mm. i'm really happy that you mentioned that and something that you didn't say directly the language mm. you know i learned some time ago if you speak a person's language you speak mm. you speak to their heart so mm. if you really want to be integrated into the whichever culture Mm. I mean, we are living in Japan now, but I know mm-hmm. our listeners are global. So, mm. whichever culture you want to be integrated in, yeah. once you plan to spend time, mm. then you need to invest in the language. And this is also a stone at my own self, you know, because I haven't been able to invest enough time. Mm. So, if I should think to spend another 10 years here, that is <laughs> that I need to do. Yeah. Wonderful. So, thank you for saying that. Many individuals find it difficult to trust, you know, God's plan for their Mm -hmm. lives. And Mm -hmm. based on your own experience, what Mm -hmm. would you surmise would be the reason why we just find it so difficult not Mm -hmm. to believe in God, but to trust His plans for our lives?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes. In my experience, I believe there's, there's one thing I think, you know, our listening audience would agree that this one thing really is the, I would say, The the foundation that we build on for not trusting God is disappointments. You know, because what happens is God gives us a vision or God gives us a word or gives us a promise, you know, and then our eyes are big and we're dreaming and we're excited. And then here comes something that doesn't look like the promise that God said, or here comes somebody who, you know, attacks you, or here comes a family member that disowns you, or here comes, you know, a situation that you didn't expect. That's where we get, that's where we get discouraged because of the disappointment, not knowing that God is also in the trial. (laughs) That God is also inside of that situation. But see, we're as children of God, we don't know everything the Father is doing. So we get kind of, you know, we get panicked and a lot of us, you know, turn back. And, you know, this, this was a challenge for me, you know, trusting God for the promise, even when I didn't see it. So um, I like to say that we see from like a car view, you know, but God sees from a helicopter view. So what that means is I only see what's directly in front of me. You know, I'm saying, okay, it's traffic, you know, you know, I'm honking my horn. Move out the way, move out the way. Right. But God sees from helicopter view, which he sees. Okay, I see where you're at now. And I also see the the trial that you're in, but you're going to get out of it and you're going to end up going here so everything's going to be all right so see that's the thing so to trust god is is really meaning to kind of see from his perspective but a lot of times it takes us to go through the hard times to then look back and say wow god i see why that why that happened wow god it was good for me that i was afflicted as david said you know you can look back and say thank you but when you're in it you ain't saying thank you at all <laughs> You know and so that is the challenge right there that we believers go through in trusting god
0: it's perspective as you say we, we are looking from the car view when god is above and you can see the entire landscape so it's about as someone said in a sermon presentation recently rethinking adversity so being a christian being a believer doesn't mean that we'll be absent you know yeah. Adversities will be absent from our lives, but what we know is that God will be with us throughout the the adversities, so we can really and truly trust Him. Now, in terms of something you know lighter, when someone thinks about you, you know, I'm looking at you and yeah. you, you told me how many years you have been in Japan, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, looking
0: at the face, you know, someone would say, "Oh, is he really?" You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just a. a, a, a youth you know yeah so what would you say would surprise most persons about you apart from your youthful experience um features and you know then you're telling your age what do you think would surprise most persons about you
1: wow that's a good question maybe they'll be surprised i'm not quite sure but um i've written five books that's a really good question i have to
0: really think about that while you think about it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i gotta think on that one you have provided something that I, I, I plan to ask about because I, I learned um, mm. also, I think when I perused your website, you know, mm. that you are, you know, quite the author. Mm. So I would ask, you know, what led you into writing? Because mm. I've heard many persons say, you know, I'm going to write a song. I'm going to write a book. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Mm. But I know it's not just based on mm. your talent or what you set out to do. So what led you into writing?
1: What led me into writing was just the the idea that, you know, media, that manuscripts, music, you know, I call them like the, the four M's of, you know, shape and culture, has impact on people's life. And so me my goal here in Japan, you know, my my purpose for being here in Japan is to share the love of God with the Japanese people, to help them to, you know, be transformed by the love of God, to share this message, right? And so with that said, and with that mindset, okay, what better way to get the message out other than speaking? Okay, let me put it in a book. You know, if I put it in a book, it can, it can even reach more people. You know, I can put it in a book, the person can take it home with them and they can go over the message, they can look at the message. And so I was first inspired to write, you know, after, uh, when I was a uh, preschool teacher at an international preschool, one of the students just came up to me as we were outside in the park and they looked up to me with a puzzling, you know, um, expression and they asked me, why are you black? You know, they <laughs> said, Mr. MJ, why are you black? You know, I never was asked why I was black before. And I had to think about it. I'm like, why am I black? Huh, you know? <laughs> and so I took that as, okay, wow, there's, there's something to be taught here, you know? And so that was my first book, The Reason Why I, I Am Black, The Love Challenge. And so that kind of led me on, you know, the the journey of continuing to write. And because, you know, people were really touched by the book, you know, I got it in Japanese and English, you know, and, you know, people were really, really, you know, blessed by the book and so that you know helped me to continue to write so
0: you know your answer is similar to what someone raised recently it's it's just to answer you know some of the questions that are there so as you mentioned too, your ministry there's a purpose and so anything we do we should find a purpose because if i aim just to write Mm. then it's not so meaningful And I know something you would have asked, you know, off off here. How did I get into podcasting? Initially, I was thinking I'm going to do something to have a name. (laughs) That was Mm. my purpose. Uh, For years, you know, nothing was being done. But when I had a purpose for doing something, so many doors have been opened. So it's really about um, that purpose. In terms of giving thanks, you know. I'm sure this broadcast will be aired after Father's Day. Mm. But, you know, in life, we have the Christmas season. We have the November season where we dub as Thanksgiving. But I I believe life should be a perpetual journey of giving thanks. So if you could give God thanks for, usually I'd say one person, but that is not so kind of me. (laughs) But um, (laughs) who are some individuals that you would really want to give God thanks for? For having Mm -hmm. met along your journey, and maybe, you know, an insight as to why you would want to give thanks to Mm -hmm. God for allowing these individuals to have have impacted your life.
1: I would definitely have to give thanks to my parents, you know, and I love the word of God. And as it says, honor your father and mother so that your years will be long on the earth. And and I, I recently got an understanding of what that means, you know, because our parents know more than us. You know, and so it's so uh, our lives would we will live longer on the earth if we honor them because they know more than that. So, so we won't make crazy mistakes that end our lives. So I say my parents or that my father, my mother. The reason is because, you know, if it wasn't for my my dad being obedient to God and moving to Japan and 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 how he was, you know, you know in ministry, serving in the ministry, gave me an opportunity to speak in his church to teach and to, you know, start my journey, you know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And then my mother, oh my goodness, you know, every single opportunity that God has presented to me, most of them came through my mother. And it was because, you know, I was a rebellious teenager at times I didn't want to do certain things, but God would speak to my mother saying, Marcel, this this is this is something that is going to really bless you. I'll give you an, I'll give you a story real quick. When I was 18 years old, fire of God was burning in me uh to do a stage play for the youth on the on the base that I was at on the military installation. You know, I wanted to do like the stage play like Tyler Perry type thing, you know? And so I wrote out the the script and I had the whole idea, you know, made the flyers, it's gonna be cool, you know. And come to find out that in order to put this production on, I would need $3,000. And at the time, I didn't have $3,000. I never saw $3,000 before. But I had this vision to do the stage play. And so my mother, she she said one day, hey, Marcel, there's a women's conference that I'm going to downtown. I want you to come. I said, I don't want to go to a women's conference. You know, <laughs> I don't want to go to a women's conference. So I fought against it, but she said, I don't know. I feel you need to come, come with me to, the, to this women's conference. So I dragged my feet and I went on to the women's conference with my mom and it was packed. Hundreds of women there, hundreds of people we had a guest speaker from America there. And we sat way in the back up in this uh, auditorium. And at the end of it all, the guest speaker said, okay, anyone believe in God for a miracle? Just come down, come down and get prayer. And so I said, okay, yeah, I am believing for a miracle because, you know, I have in the stage play thing. And so I had my little flyers with me and I went down to the altar and I said, the lady said, okay, what do you believe in God for? I said, well, I'm having this event coming up, this youth conference, but I they said I need $3,000 to make it happen. So I just, can you, you know, and she said, all right, in Jesus name, just short prayer, in Jesus name, amen. Pat, pap, go back to your seat. <laughs> so Went back to my seat. They did offering and they sung songs. And then at the very end of that event, the guest speaker came up and she said, people of God, we just took an offering. And we counted that offering. And the amount came up to be $3,000. And there was a young man who came down here tonight, believing God for a miracle. And she pointed, she said, you like ways. He just pointed like that. I was like, (laughs) me, you know, I'm just, I'm like, you know, we're way in the back, you know, me. And she said, you come down here right now. Man of God, I, wow. To this day, I tell this story to this day, I never forget this. I went down and she said, young man, this money is for you. That night I went home with $3,000 and to the event that I didn't want to go to. So God used my mother To be, you know, to be that way that that miracle would come. And so that's why I I just give thanks for my mother and my father. And uh, one other person I will say that I give thanks to is my wife. Because I always tell her, I say, when I saw you and when we were talking, you know, when we were kind of like dating or before we were dating, actually, before we were dating, I just saw in her. A woman that could change Japan. I just saw, like, oh, this woman. She's got power. Like, God's gonna use her in a mighty way, you know. And and she has been such a blessing to my life. And so those are the those are the the three people, I would say. So they're they're family.
0: It's <laughs> okay, families, everything.
1: Families, everything.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, this other question, you know, sometimes as people of faith, we don't think too much about you know the unique experience that we have so this question what do you find the most attractive about christianity
1: Mm, the most attractive about christianity i would say grace the grace of god the grace of god is 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 beyond our understanding you know paul had to paul had to to put a lot of wraps on it because he said, shall we continue in sin that God's grace abound? God forbid, but God's grace, you know, the grace of God is so big to where God doesn't look at our faults. He doesn't look at our mistakes. He doesn't look at our, okay, God, I won't do it again. I won't say it again, but then you do it three minutes later and yet he still forgives you. And yet he still doesn't take his gift from you. He doesn't take his purpose from you. He actually picks you up. He covers you and protects you. You know, there's some things that we, 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 we think and we do that no one ever knows, but God protects us and keeps us. So I would say the most attractive thing is the grace of God, because the love of God draws us to repentance, not the fear of God.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, I had a Bible study with a student, and that was one of the things that was said, not in so many words, but she said, you know, God's system. It's mm. so easy because we were talking about salvation. She said, you know, the way God sets up his system, it is so easy. And I had to reference to say, life as we know it, everything has been so difficult. You're going to school, it's difficult <laughs> to pass an yeah. exam, it's so difficult. You're studying the, the math, the Japanese, the English, it's yeah. so difficult. But how God set things up, especially with salvation, all you have to do first is mm. to accept. <laughs> yeah. You believe, you call on his name. It's as simple as that. Okay. So you're, you're so right. You know, God's grace is so amazing. Now, before I get into one of the other questions I was going to ask, you know, we, we, when we do ministry, we talk about, you know, what's next. But before I come to that, we've been talking about your life, your journey, your ministry. But how do people find, you know, how do people find the Japan Kingdom Church? Do you have yeah. a website? Yeah. Do you have Facebook? How do people find? And of course... I, I know how to find, yeah. let me just share something as you talk about serve, you know, you provide shelter, monthly outreach, you respond to disaster, you teach life skills, you provide jobs, temporary shelter, haircuts, so many of those different um, things. So how do people find your church? And then for yeah. those who might not be in Japan, for those who may not want to visit or are unable to visit, but they would want to contribute. Mm. To mm. the ministry, how do they, mm. you know, connect?
1: Yeah, so you can connect with us by simply googling Japan Kingdom Church, and or you can visit our website, mypurposeinjapan.com. So mypurposeinjapan.com, and also on Instagram, JKC Tokyo, or TikTok, JKC Tokyo, um, Facebook, Japan Kingdom Church, and also YouTube, um, Japan Kingdom Church on YouTube. So we have all our messages up there. And if anybody wants to contribute, you can visit mypurposeinjapan.com slash give, and all the giving options are there
0: on the website. Fantastic. And in terms of your book, because you know this book that you have penned, it's unique in so many ways, but mm. like for someone I can relate to. <laughs> to, to <someone. laughs> yes. Oh because yeah. Uh-huh. I have been to work, yes, and I've had, you know, persons ask me the very same question. I I, I don't know, I don't remember how they say it in Japanese. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was able to interpret that they are asking, you know, why, you know, are you black, so to speak. So if someone <laughs> would like to, you know, find your books, apart from, say, going to Amazon or whatever, you know, do you have a special site where they can find your books, that kind of a thing? Well, so right now our books are only available
1: on Amazon, but you can visit our website, jpkb.org slash Marcel Jontay. And you can get a list of the books that I have written, which will connect you to Amazon, actually, to actually get the books. I would also suggest a book called POP, P-O-P, POP, Power of Purpose. That book right there, everything, those testimonies I was sharing earlier about the the $3,000 miracle and different things like that, there's a power of having a purpose. And and you also shared as well, you know, when once you once you got that purpose, that's when doors started opening. So power, purpose, pop.
0: Okay, fantastic. So as I was saying before, you know, when we think about doing ministry, mm. there is always, you know, a call on our lives. I, I heard someone saying that there is no rest <laughs> for the weary or for the wicked but the righteous seldom needs it yeah i think that was what he said you know there is no rest for the weary or there is no rest for the wicked but the righteous seldom needs it and what he was really saying is that when you are working for god you know there is always so many things that you are doing and there's always something else that you see to do there's always something else that god is impressing on you to do so you know if you could expand your ministry or maybe if you could even start something new Mm today you know what would it be and then you know who mm. would it serve i know you would say to serve you know the japanese society but who in a unique sense would that ministry mm. if you should expand would serve?
1: Mm. that's really good so if i were to start something new today to expand the ministry what i would do is i would spread our church throughout the the cities where our members actually live so our, our church is a commuter church. So so we have people coming from Yokohama, we have people coming from Chiba, we have people coming from downtown Tokyo, all to this little city called Akshima. And so what I would do is expand our church to those regions, to those cities, and to reach those communities, to reach those people in those areas, whether they be Japanese or foreigner. I mean, another thing um, is actually pretty much a goal. That I'm sharing, you know, actually a vision that I have is to, because you know, we mentioned about homeless ministry and homeless outreach. We have a homeless share house already. We have one share house that houses three former homeless people, and so the the vision is, if I were to do something new, it would be to build another facility that will house more, and that will serve not only the homeless, but it will serve uh, foreigners who. Who find it hard to, you know, survive here in Japan? Um, it will also serve single mothers or people who, you know, have difficult situations to where living is difficult. Things like that. Uh, so that's 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 what I would do.
0: Wonderful, and we we know that once it's got approved, then there's. Hallelujah! <laughs> <nothing>. <laughs> Hallelujah! There is nothing oh, yeah. to 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 stop it. My final question for you is a little bit, you know maybe it would come as a surprise to you. So let let us say you could have done something different, you know, apart from being a minister. Mm. If there's another profession that you would ever thought about entering into, you know, what is it that you would say you would have loved or you would like to explore? So, I mean, being a minister doesn't stop you from doing other things, you know. So what other profession or area in life would you love to explore?
1: Love to explore. Love to
0: explore. Yeah, that is something that would like, love. compromise your own, you know, yeah, <laughs> moral principles.
1: Yeah, Uh, I would say to love to explore that. I enjoy. I would say inventing. I, I really enjoy creating. So, uh, if I wasn't a minister, I would probably be uh, Benjamin Franklin or something. You know, I would, I would, <laughs> but like you said, there's nothing stopping me from doing it while ministering uh right now but I would say yeah I I enjoy creating I enjoy I enjoy seeing people use the creations that I make and enjoy those creations you know so whether it be whether it be a device or whether it be you know something that could be of use to someone you know that's something that I I enjoy I enjoy building hence Japan Kingdom Builders is the name of our our company but (laughs) I love building and also our architecture In real estate, those are something that I'll enjoy. Yeah.
0: It's all about building, all right. Building. Yes. Let me say thanks for taking the time out of your schedule to really come and to share and to empower the audience. My listeners. Mm. My guest today has been Pastor Marcel Jonte Gadzen. He's a pastor of Japan Kingdom Church. It's located here in Tokyo. And he has already shared how you can contact, how you can reach out, but even without having the website, once you type Japan Kingdom Church, you'll be able to find it. Now, pastor, before we Mm -hmm. go as this customer, do you have any parting words to share with our listeners?
1: Yes. I would say trust God, you know, even though it's difficult, he knows, he knows, and he cares. So don't allow the negative situations to move you away from God. You may have those times where you're confused and you're in the wilderness, But your wilderness days are not going to be long. Seek God in the wilderness. He's listening. He's listening. And also, you all have a purpose from the Lord.
0: You all have a purpose from the Lord. You've been in tune to Upward Way. Do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. Please subscribe to weekly episodes on the Apple, AWR, Lord Voice, Spotify, or Stitcher apps. Of course, you are welcome to visit Upward Way Facebook page. Click like and leave a comment. And of course, if you are impressed to donate to the ministry, please feel free to do so. Until then, I am Marlon Walters saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.